Uh, they put me back in the movie section and work, which originally I was like, oh, awesome. But nobody fucking comes back there, and I'm alone for about six hours out of the eight hours I work. Oh, like, not even bad. customers. It really? sucks. Yeah, because I feel like I'm going to buy a movie. I'm not going to go to that place. Yeah. You know? Undisclosed store. Exactly. <laughs> it's not my first choice. I've, like, alphabetized every single shelf. That's how I've been spending my time. To the point where the last shelf, I didn't even, like, alphabetize it well because I was, like, so sick of looking at letters and words. Do you, like... Yeah, you can't be on your phone or anything, right? No. So it's not even like you can, like, and entertain I, yourself. I can't read... Which is ridiculous, <laughs> given the products we sell. Fuck, I, re- I revealed it was a bookstore. I think we... Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Undisclosed mass market bookstore that I Borders. work at. <laughs> <laughs> Did that close, like, nationwide? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nailed it, then. Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. Hi. <laughs> no, let's try that again. I don't... I know I start off by saying... I never know how to, like, address... You're like, what's up, my little dippers? I always, honestly, I always want to say howdy ho. Do it. What's stopping no. you? The fact that that's weird. I'm going to make it, I want you to say howdy ho. Howdy ho, little dippers. It's good. Uh, welcome to an, a new episode of One Star, a bad movie podcast, where we talk about bad movies with uh, one celebrity in them. I'm Lauren. And I had a good intro, but I seem to have forgotten it. Yes, yes, I'm quite sure of it. I've tied the string around my finger and everything to remember it. <laughs> ah, yes, I know what it is. I'm Quinn. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> we are rounding out Spookvember in December. Uh, our bad. Oh, yeah, it is... I was like, when you made that comment, it's like, it's been a while. I was like, it's still November. We're doing really good for Spookvember. But it's it's just not, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad. So, um, Spooksember right now. <laughs> uh, we This is our Patreon pick of the month. Uh, we are doing Sleepaway Camp. Ba-ba-ba... I I didn't know what noise to make there. How about... (laughs) Like the ending? (laughs) I have... I, like, didn't know much about this movie at all. Which is good. Prior to watching it. I'm glad that you had that experience. Because, like, I knew the big twist the first time I saw it. I knew it was going to happen. Did you? Yeah. I... Did not see that coming (laughs) (laughs) you're saying you couldn't have predicted that i 
I don't know. I wasn't looking i don't i don't know i this ending is taking a lot for me to process well i'm gonna say first if you haven't watched this movie i really i almost more than any movie we've done before i really want you to hit pause and watch it it is free on voodoo and it's free on a bunch of websites it's really not hard to find i don't know which one ruby ruby something whatever It Just is some ads every once in a while, but it's free. It is an experience like no other. I And it's really best to just go in and absorb. Yeah, honestly, because we're going to spoil the ending, and we're, we're probably going to get there very quickly. So, like, honestly, please watch it instead of having us spoil it for you, because having that moment <laughs> <laughs> is something that I want to pass on. Uh, like, like the ring. (laughs) (laughs) But even knowing the ending like I did, this movie is still so much of a journey up to that point where it's still worth seeing. It's definitely still worth watching. I I enjoyed myself the whole ride. Uh, and then at the end, it's not even, here's the thing. It's not even the twist that gets me. It's... It's how it's executed. It's, it's <laughs> at the end. Dick out, hissing, just vibing. <laughs> he really was just vibing, just, you know. Um, so we're gonna get into more details than that pretty quickly. So please, warning, it's worth it. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, so what'd you think overall? Overall. I thought it was very campy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my Get it? God. It, <laughs> it. But it also was. Like, yeah. it's not even... Oh. It might be the definition of camp. Yeah. Like, like Met it... Gala? You guys should have watched Sleepaway Camp before you guys did your outfit. The, the fact someone didn't show up in the shortest denim shorts and a crop top... That only covers nipples, hairy body, the rest. <laughs> if that wasn't at You're the Met Gala, out. it's a huge shame. It definitely wasn't because no one knew what they were doing because yeah. this is the definition of camp. This is the only camp that matters. Or it's like there's like the two types of camp. The intentional and intentional. I genuinely don't know which one this is. I think it's both. You think honestly. it's both? That ant character at the beginning, that is intentional. That is 100%. She knows exactly what she's doing. She fucking knows what she's doing. And she's nailing it. Or she's the worst actor to walk this earth. Either or. I don't know. I don't know if she is just nailing it or if that is just what she thinks a good performance is. I think she's the first person who read this and was like. This is fucking ridiculous. This is how I'm doing it. <laughs> and everyone else was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she was like, no. I think she knows what she's doing. <laughs> I'm in this movie. I'm this role. And that's the end of the conversation I'm willing to have. Exactly. I do have... On IMDb, there is a couple fun facts that I want to share. One, Jane Krakowski was originally cast to play Judy. 
<gasps> oh, wow. But she turned it down. Um, she dropped out when she found out that Judy dies because she thought it was too gruesome. Oh, come on, Apparently. Jane. Oh, I think the, the girl that plays Judy really does nail it. Yes, she's great. Everything's for the best. They both had, well, Jane had a career and Judy was perfect. <laughs> Apparently there's a reboot. I know there's sequels. I didn't know there was a reboot. On IMDb it says in 20... Hold on. Hold on. What? I don't know if it was ever made. Oh, okay. But it was gonna start... No, it says a 2018 American horror film. Does this... Is this something that exists? It can't be. (laughs) How do you reboot it? Because it says it starred Victoria Justice, Jake T. Austin, Kristen Stewart, Bradley Cooper. No. No. This is not. What? This is not real. No, if that existed, I would know. You're right. We would be fully aware of that movie. Because it says it was released August 24th, 2018. A movie with Kristen Stewart and Jake T. Austin? (laughs) We would know. No, it doesn't exist. No, this can't be real. It's not. I. You can't tell me it is. I won't believe you. It says it... I'm looking at pictures of Jake T. Austin. On, and it's kind of weird, because he still has, like, the Wizards of Waverly Place boy face, but he's, like, trying to do, like, hot, I'm sexy now pics, and it's kind of freaking me out. <laughs> that he's hot? Yeah. That never happened. there's no way that casting was so bonkers too that there's no way that that was even really a thing i think that was just one person who was like i hope they do that yeah it's like it was too many famous people yeah but did you know that the actress who played angela and the actor who played ricky according to this fun fact which obviously i can't prove or deny that they developed a romance during filming, but broke up soon after, and he was 17, and she was 13. He was 7? Okay. Creepy, yes. I don't, don't want to believe I, it. I don't believe that he was 17. I know. That's what I was about to say. Is like, he looks 12. He... I don't know. Ew, I hope they didn't. Well, he was 18 when it was released. So. Holy crap. He's 17 years old in this movie. That just blows my mind. Imagine looking like that when you're 17. (laughs) Oh, he looks literally like he's like 12. That blows my mind. Wow. But it's sort of based off that is there's not really a famous person in this movie. No. Tour one star. But it's, it is a famous movie, though. Yeah. But I was going to say, Felissa Rose, who plays Angela, has become, like, a big deal in the horror scene. And she's, like, she's become, like, an icon of the horror community uh, for people who are, like, really into horror movies. She hosts a podcast with two other... I mean, she has a lot of credits. A lot of them in, are in post-production. <laughs> yeah. She hosts a podcast with... 
um, full, uh, Kane Hodder and Tiffany Sheepus, who are two other people who have been in just hundreds and hundreds of horror movies. Um, like, Kane Hodder played Jason for a while. So, they're, they're big deals to horror people. Who in which I am a horror person, so I I knew <laughs> who she was before I've seen this movie. Is the point? Yeah. So she's she's a niche star. Yeah. So she counts. Uh. Apparently, there are three original songs for the movie, but only one one was released on the soundtrack. <gasps> Where's its Oscar? <laughs> exactly. This is. I want to. There's a, a police officer um, entering the rec hall. I don't know if you noticed that he was had a fake mustache. Oh, of course I noticed the mustache. <laughs> what the hell are you saying? The to reason me? was because he shaved it off during filming, and then he didn't have time to grow it back, so they put a fake mustache. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> He's like a um, reverse Henry Cavill. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, there's a couple other fun facts. Oh, the scene at the end was a nude college boy who wore a mask of Felissa Rose's face. I knew that from yeah. James A. Janice's Kill Count on this movie. Go watch Dead Meat, guys. Another yeah. plug I wanna, for him. I want to watch that. You I should. I feel like that would be good. Chris... The kid who played uh, Paul? Yeah. Was that the... Yeah. He had a latex version of his head created for the last scene, and someone took it. <gasps> he doesn't have it, but someone on the set took it home. That's amazing. I love that. Um, I, um... The, <clears throat> the guy who plays the chef, not the creepy one, but the other one... Yeah. He is James Earl Jones's father. I was going to say, he looks so familiar. <laughs> that makes sense. And they have the same voice. They do. Because I was watching him like, I know that actor, but also I'm like, I don't think I actually do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why. Um, so, Felissa Rose's mother did not want her to be the killer because she was so young. So, the kid who played Ricky was the actual stand-in and the hand double for all of her actions. I mean, there's one scene where you see that. Okay, that's what I was so annoyed at the ending because, like, you can just straight up see his face. Well, I, I, think, I think this movie was made for the camera equipment of the time. I think that's the pro- That was exactly what I was going to say. I think the problem is... The better we are at digital now that we were able... It probably was, like, a lot darker and you couldn't see it. Yeah. But he just had a, um... He was wearing a wig to look like... Because he was supposed to be Angela. Uh, but you could just straight up see his face, but wearing a wig. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It's just one of the great, great moments. That's why that... Um... I guess in one sense, the trick is there because you do think it's him the whole time, and it's because it it is quite literally him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like just like Mel thinks it's him, it's you're supposed to believe it is too. Is that what that character's name is? The the camp counselor or the main camp guy? Yeah. 
just just to get the general plot out of the way, and then we can go more in depth. Basically, um, Angela is a little girl. They're all like twelve. They're all like middle school age mainly, except the counselors who are like. Except for the counselors, yeah. I don't know high schoolers to our age. Who knows? Yeah, and Angela's family was murdered. Not murdered, killed in an accident. And she goes to camp with her cousin Ricky. And people keep dying. Coincidentally, everyone who's mean to her. And <laughs> Ricky's <laughs> protective. And blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. Should we reveal it now or later? <laughs> I mean, you should know what you should know the twist. So let, 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 I say let's just let's start from the beginning. Okay. So there's a, I what I noticed during like the credit scene is that there was a lot of it said like introducing and there was like five or six or even seven names. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes sense. They're all kid actors. Yeah. Who I think they're all pretty de- decent. They're all pretty good. I can't say yeah. they're bad. The there's adults, no on the really... other hand, <laughs> the adult, the kitchen, well, the bad chef was bad mel or whatever he was bad everyone else not not really. terrible yeah no i i would say mel's del- who, who mel meg and the I mom was... <laughs> no the mom's perfect <laughs> she's perfect but also just insane just yeah the next she's on a different plane than us yeah. She is living in the fifth dimension. We we enter with a dad, a son, and a daughter on a boat. And there's also his lover. A life... Okay. I did not realize that that was his lover until that very intrusive scene later <laughs> on. <laughs> but. And then I was, when that happened, I was like, why didn't you react to your husband or partner getting killed? (laughs) He did. Don't you remember? He gasped. He was like, John. (laughs) That was it. That was his reaction to his, like, partner. And presumptually adoptive, one of his adoptive child, children. Just being dead now. Being run over by a boat. Decapitated, most likely. (laughs) Exactly. So the kids were on the boat, and there was also someone water skiing with a girl and a lifeguard in the boat that's driving her, and somehow the kids made the the dad knock over the boat just from, like, lightly touching him, and then he, like, was like, whoa! No, it was, was like, a really small boat, and they all moved to the same side, which made them... Uh, yeah. And then he goes, you little schemers. You little um, schemers. And then, meanwhile, the girl's, like, trying to convince the lifeguard. Is that our new fan name? What? The little schemers. Little schemers. Ah, I just hit the table. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so basically she's like, let me drive the boat. And he's like, no, I'm a lifeguard. I'm not allowed to do that. And then... All it takes is, like, cutting back to them again, and he's like, well, okay. <laughs> Not a good lifeguard. Um, 
But like the whole time, like they're talking to the girl on the jet ski or the water ski, and it's like there's no way you guys can hear each other. Oh, I think that, but that's like kind of the point. Later on, they cannot, which is accurate. But before, they're like chatting. <laughs> She's like <laughs> on a water ski. But anyways. And she does uh, not want to be on a water ski. She does not want to be on the water ski. But she's trying to flirt with the lifeguard, question mark? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then she doesn't see the people. She sees the the ki- the dad and the kids in the water, but it's too late. And they run the dad and the <laughs> over. And they did. No, they run the dad and undisclosed child over. You're, yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then, but it, he, like, the dad, like, watches them coming, and then he just, like, he, doesn't he, like, try and get out of the way. <laughs> he pulls his kids in closer to the path of the thing. Right. And it's like, just go underwater really quickly. <laughs> There's so... Ch- ch- he literally just turned around and goes, oh, and then just, like, watched yeah. the boat hit him in the head. They could have just got underwater. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> just, like, because it's going very fast. Just, like, go underwater and then... Just, yeah, that's it. You're and good. Then your You're whole safe. family isn't dead. But, no. And then the other little boy... Kid. The other child is... Silent and just watches it happen. I, I, that's from trauma, baby. Yeah, hell yeah. And then my next note's what the fuck is with this mom? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm assuming it's the dead guy's sister, is the assumption yeah. I've made. Yeah. Which is kind of sad that his partner didn't get custody, but you know, that's a comment on homophobic laws in the early 80s, man. Oh, yeah, it probably wasn't legally allowed. Yeah, even which though is more of a parental shitty. figure. And it goes to show that I, this is this straight white woman be wilded. <laughs> she is the absolute best character. By far. I li- love her. It's a little sad she's only in the movie for as short as she is. Mm-hmm. Because she... But... She's the type of person, she knows how much screen time she has, and she is going to make do with every single second of it. Her impact? (laughs) Incredible. (laughs) And she talks, like, the way Quinn talked at the beginning, every line is said like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, here. You know how we have the Joey King Award for the worst actor of the movie? Mm Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know her name, but she could be the award for a scene-stealing, redeeming scene performance. What, what do we call her? Dr. Mom? The Dr. Mom Award for Acting Excellence? <laughs> I can look up her character if... I, I think I'm a fan of Dr. Mom, because she is a doctor after all. Yes. Uh... Why, yes. Yes, I'm sure. We wouldn't want anyone finding out how you got these slips. I am a doctor, after all. You know what's a damn fucking shame? What? She only has six credits. God damn it, Hollywood, you fucked up again. (laughs) Should we watch all of these movies? (laughs) 
I mean, just... we could start a series, and I wouldn't be too upset. She, her name is Desiree Gold. She's, let me tell you, she's gold. Should we go just the gold award? The gold, the gold award. I, that's too specific. I think. The Dr. Mom? Dr. Mom. Dr. Or Aunt Dr. Mom. Yeah, perfect. Aunt Dr. Mom award of, fuck. Aunt Dr. Mom award motherfucker. <laughs> Aunt Dr. Mom award How, for. Dr. Aunt Mom. Dr. Ant-Mom Award for scene stealing goes to her, obviously. Goes to Dr. Ant-Mom this episode. (laughs) Dr. Ant-Mom. She's absolutely fantastic. And that's when... Well, I wrote down, like, why the fuck do they need to lie about where they got their physicals? And then later on, it makes sense. (laughs) Also, special commendation for the costumer for finding the perfect outfit for Dr. (laughs) Ant-Mom. (laughs) <laughs> to represent Truly. her internal state is shown in her clothing. And I think that's remarkable. Do you think she had a... She was like, I'm going to read these lines so normal. And then they put her in that outfit and that's when Dr. Ant Mom came to life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, she had yeah. that hat. She had the hat and she was like, this is who I am now. <laughs> it's like It's like when you hear people who like play like special effects characters, like the moment they like place that last piece of hair everything like comes clear and they like can do it it's like the moment her beret was just sitting perfectly at a 45 degree angle out her head perfectly the voice askew. the voice just projected from her <laughs> yeah she didn't act she like blacked out until they took the hat off. <laughs> so then we get to camp with just buses of kids sprinting <laughs> Just <laughs> sprinting to camp. An infinite amount of children. <laughs> there were so many. <laughs> Way more than we literally ever see, ever, after this. But it's fine. They all sprint to camp from the buses. And they're at Camp Anawak, right? Is that it? I, maybe. Ayahuasca? Who knows? Do they sell those t-shirts? <laughs> I believe Arawak. It's Arawak. It just hit me. And they do. James A. Janice was wearing one. I want one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want... Yeah, I found it. The shirt? Yeah. Can you can you link that to me, bad, link, link that bad boy? Uh, I'm going to email you the link. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> Guess what? I'm getting myself for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What? Okay, it's fate. Right now, at least the one I'm looking at is on sale. Oh, perfect. It's it's telling you to buy it. I know. It's like, buy me, buy me. Anyways, I'm buying that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so the kids are rushing out. <laughs> the kids are rushing out. And, and then we're introduced to Judy. We're introduced to many important plot lines. One, Judy. Two, Peter. Three, pervy, pervy chef. Paul, sorry. Three, pervy chef. Four, the shorts. Five, Judy's boobs. <laughs> Six, buff camp counselor's boobs. <laughs> Bigger than Judy's. <laughs> like, 
Well, I, I just, they're huge. <laughs> they're mesmerizing when they're on screen. <laughs> you cannot put your eyes on literally anything else, like, except for his hairy stomach. <laughs> no, that's, that's the other guy. Hairy stomach's the other guy. Oh. Big tits guy is different from hairy stomach guy. Oh, you're right. Big yeah. tits guy is the camp runner. Yeah, like director, like second to Mel. You're right, you're right. Yeah. So it's but, like, he's maybe like a large, maybe an XL, and he is only wearing small shirts. <laughs> just It's just to show off the tits. <laughs> and We're introduced and, to Paul first. Sorry, I was going to say also, he has, out of the short shorts in this movie, there are many, his are the shortest. His are the tightest. Tight and short. It's like the pant line is above his balls, is what we're talking <laughs> But right there. Yeah. So, we're introduced to Paul. Paul is Ricky's friend. Um, Angela and Ricky are cousins. Did we say that? Yes. I think so. Yeah, Dr. Ammom. So, we're introduced to Paul. And then Paul's like, have you seen Judy? And then he basically just tells Ricky that she got tits over the last year. (laughs) And then... um. Later on, he and then he, we find out that Ricky and Judy used to date. And then we're introduced to Judy, and then I wrote, oh, Judy's going to get murdered big time. <laughs> <laughs> she just gave off big murder me energy. Uh, again, Judy is also performing the shit out of the role. Oh, absolutely. She knew what role she was playing. She, I'm sure she's like a wonderful person in real life, and... I love it when they're, like, a really nice person, and then once they get cast in the role, they're like, oh, I get to be a dick. And just takes full advantage of it. Yes, I love it. It works for everyone involved. Yeah. She's really good, and just so mean. <laughs> and then this was... This was before we even get into the scene that is the scene, but I wrote, the men are at this camp are so creepy, stop touching her. Well, this is a this is an interesting movie wherein the men are naked all the time and the women really aren't. <laughs> Sometimes they are like a little bit, but like for the most part, yeah. It, it's like man ass everywhere. <laughs> so like just so much man butt. Just literally, like, I just feel like the clothing that the, it's, I don't know how to articulate this. It's literally like all of the men have the most scantily clad outfits and the women are like all so like just clothed. (laughs) That, I think this leads into the segment I've developed that... Ideally, we could do for more movies, but as of now, I think it's only going to apply to this one. And it is, rank those crop tops. Ooh. So I have a list of the most prominent crop tops in the movie. And we're going to rank them based on, I don't know, stylishness, least amount of a stomach covered, whatever criteria works for you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Pure sex appeal. I don't know. So our contenders are 
Number one. The hairy guy's baseball crop top, which is okay. by far and above the croppiest of the crop tops in this movie. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I do. Yeah. It's like The other ones honestly he stuck out to me so much that the other ones I'm not sure about. Because it's like it it like only covers his nipples. It's that cropped. And then we have USC's crop top, who is the other baseball guy. It said USC on it. Oh, yeah. During the baseball scene. During the canoe scene, it's the friend, he was wearing a yellow crop top. The friend yes. who was like, hi. And then last yes. one, hairy guy again, wearing a me- blue mesh crop top during the social. Hmm. So those are contenders. Those are what I consider the most prominent crop tops of this film. I think number one was him playing in in the baseball. I, I it's almost an unfair fight. Exactly. Like it's just so perfect. <laughs> it, it's so high up. He's so hairy, which just makes it stand out even more. Exactly. And that along with the shorts is just so good. And he's just like Hanging out with teenagers. And then I'm going to give number two, I think, to USC. No, I'm going to give it to Blue Mesh because... Yeah, same character, different top. For the reason of it being a Blue Mesh crop top. And that's some good stuff. (laughs) That is. I think Yellow Yellow Shirt Guy was doing a lot. It was a pretty high crop as well. And yeah. he was blazed out of his mind. So I think he deserves some some props for that. And I, so USC gets loses our crop top competition for simply being too conservative of a crop. <laughs> exactly. If you're coming to the crop top comp, you gotta bring your A game. <laughs> or more like your C game. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully we can bring this segment back. I'd like to. Hopefully, um, I now want to only exclusively watch movies with men in crop tops. <laughs> and I even, that was a note I wrote down probably at the baseball scene, but like, <laughs> we need to bring this back. Are we on the baseball scene? No, we're not. But okay. I, I, I just want to bring this this trend back of men wearing crop tops. We should. It's it's slowly happening, but it's I time to pick up the pace. I think we're getting there. It's in the near future, but we need to speed this up. <laughs> the crop tops and the, the short shorts? jeans. Yes, the short shorts. All of it. I love it. This I, this movie is how I'm trying to dress exclusively from now on i support you thank you because i think everyone should wear it i i'm gonna wear i'm gonna get a a purple shirt all it says is quinn on it in big black letters i'm gonna crop it perfect (laughs) like like judy's yeah because that's the other top 10 shirt of this movie is judy's shirt that just says judy on it where did they get that they had to have made it do you think they found it and they were like hey 
Can we name the Mean Girl Judy instead? Because <laughs> they're like, we got this gray fucking shirt. <laughs> Another, the costume designer. Huge shout out again. Just truly incredible work for a movie with so much naked men to still have these many, these incredible moments within. That's some dedication. That's some good work. It really is. The costume designer was really just doing it for me, honestly. <laughs> just top to bottom. Because, like, I know we were supposed to hate Meg, but her outfits were amazing. <laughs> I, Meg is now my fashion icon. I've forgiven Meg because of the insane, the single insane thing she does directly leading up to her death. Uh-huh. Cause uh-huh. I, cause I feel like that's not, uh, that's when I'm like, oh sweetie, oh no, <laughs> like there's more going on there, and I think she gets a free pass for being mean to a little girl. And I think, honestly, death was wor- was was better than what was going to happen that night. <laughs> like you really dodged a bullet there. Yeah, like she didn't repent, like. She she didn't repent for her sins of being mean to Angela. Like, she was just given... What, if she was truly, like, going to be punished, <coughs> they should have, like, not done anything and let her go through with her <laughs> But we're not there yet. We're very... Not into this movie very much. Not at all. Basically, I noticed that they were being really creepy, and I noticed the one chef was being really creepy, and then... Uh, my what next was note is the fucking mother, disgusting thing he said. I don't even know. I don't want to repeat it. Something it, like, "Oh, I bet we'll, we'll be fine." <laughs> he basically brings it because Angela hasn't eaten and hasn't talked, and they bring her into the kitchen, and the chef brings her into like the pantry. Well, let's coach tits. Is he just <laughs> too dumb to realize that this guy's a predator, or? Is he an enabler? I think he's too dumb. I I think based off of all of his actions, like he's a good guy. I I, I okay. I'll take I'll take that. However, he also was touching Angela a lot on the. Sh- I mean, just like shoulders, just like yeah. how you would touch it, like a child. Like it wasn't like <laughs> not how you would touch a child, <laughs> but like how you would like no, in like kind of the eighties way people interacted like, with children. <laughs> Yeah, in, like, the comforting way, not in, yeah. like, a predator way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, my, yeah, my next note is motherfucker. I was hoping I was interpreting this character wrong. I mean, he said they're bald. He said something about, like, being bald and how that's a better dinner or something like that. So I think... Ugh. I don't think that was up for interpretation. He said something about, like, taste. Yeah. Yeah. And James and so Earl Jones' father just laughs. <laughs> oh, bro. And then, um, Mikey just kind of busts in. Nope. And it's not his name. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> another like... another top tier god tier performance in this movie is from Ricky, and the pure rage his actor manages to capture at any slight inconvenience. And it's like, no, I I love my cousins a lot, all of them, you know. But um, 
Angela's like his sister, though, too. I guess that's true. But, like, he is just so aggressive when people are mean to her. I kind of love it, though. That's why his character is awesome. It is a good character. Who wouldn't want to hang out with Ricky, you know? Yeah, Ricky seems like a fun time. He'll, like, be down with the bros, but then he could pop off at any moment. And that makes him fun, the risk. He's an ally. (laughs) We love to see it. And then he walks back in, and they, after, so Angela and Ricky run away, and the James Earl Jones' dad is like, where are they going? And then the creepy chef who just tried to assault her goes, guess I scared him while he's literally still buckling his pants back up. Like, you didn't even buckle your pants before you walked back out into the room. So, are we are we going to say James Earl Jones' dad is an enabler? Yes. You, you should have picked up on the signs there, bud. And so, then, it's his task to boil the most corn. <laughs> and the largest pot possible. <laughs> like, think, think... Literally, the fact that I, I saw that pot and I literally just wrote in my notes, Oh, you can die in that pot. <laughs> Think of the biggest pot you've ever seen. Now quadruple it. <laughs> That's how big exactly. this pot is. And then add two more pots. <laughs> <laughs> also, so he's boiling corn in this. My question is, how long did it take to get that water to boil? It I had was to about be to a ask day. Like <laughs> a, a full couple hours. Because <laughs> water takes fucking forever to boil. I Those goddamn recipes that are like, Oh, boil the water and it'll be done five minutes. It's never, it's taken me at minimum 15 minutes to boil water at the fastest. Am I doing it wrong? Well, is it on the lowest setting? No, it's always on high. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Um, Maybe you're putting too much water in. But why does it take 15 minutes? No, it does take, like that, for the, the size of that, pot it had to have taken just an ungodly amount of time <laughs> anyways it's time uh, for not a murderin just a plain old we, we get a killer cam which was fun yeah halloween did it first no a bunch of people uh, black christmas did it first i think never mind no peeping tom get it first well let's move on <laughs> but uh basically they just kind of the killer just kind of kicks the chair and um instead of just stepping off of the chair <laughs> he grabs the chef doesn't he grabs onto the shelf um and he's like hey kid back away i need to get off this chair oh by the way he needed to stand on a chair to reach the top of the pot obviously We're, this, that's how big this pot is guys <laughs> <laughs> and um so, instead of just stepping off the chair, uh, they kick the chair out, and he falls into the pot, and it falls on him, and he his whole body is burned. He gets boiled. Boiled. And the special effects on his face were actually very good, especially the special like, effects the time. in this whole movie are pretty good. You're yeah, they're not good. bad. Which is, again, crazy to think that... This low-budget movie. Because they're all, movie. like, real. Like, there were nothing that would be computer-generated, right? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, it's all real. But it's like, where is the money in this movie? Where'd they get any money? 
what's going they, on? Even then, the budget was not high. <laughs> it's like, you, you can spend money on one thing. What are you going to spend it on? And they chose, they didn't choose actors. They didn't choose, like, cinematography, any good equipment. They're like, just the special effects. And I can appreciate that. And I think that was a good choice, honestly. Yeah, like, they looked great. The actors were fine. I mean, cinematography was like, whatever. They had a killer cam. What else do you need? <laughs> but anyways. Because um, his face, like, literally, like, boils while you're looking at it. Like, it bubbles and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Which is really cool. And then... That's when they start to, like, be like, we have to hide these murders. But, like, what does it matter if the kids know that he, like... For all they know, they could just say, oh, he tripped and he... Because we don't know if he died. He didn't. I, mean, I don't think he died. he died. No, I don't think he did. He was alive when he was going to the hospital. Yeah, exactly. And, like, if, you're, if you can survive the initial impact, I think you're, you're going to be good. Because it's not like a continued heat. It's, like, one and done, you know? It's all it's superficial. Just, it's just painful. It's just he looks boiled for the rest of his life. And that's what I... I mean, this is the first one. But the deaths in this scene are, or in this whole movie are, like, very creative, I think. Towards the end, we lose the creativity a bit, but for the most part... The creativity comes out in other ways. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I don't know what... Uh, this first one it was very clearly like appearance wise was an accident. So why they had to be like cover it up, you know? I don't know. Except it was the camp was for sale. Oh, so. oh yeah. It it does feel interesting that he, that was the death he chose to like cover up because at the end of the day, if like the parents here. Oh, like, a chef tripped and boiling water spilled on him and he had to go to the hospital. They'd be like, oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah, you know, no one's thing. No, no one's going to pull the kid out of camp because of that. No. And he didn't even die. Yeah, exactly. He's fine. He didn't die, and at this point, you don't know someone did it or not. Yeah. So he was really, he was really just all good. But Mel, Mel's kind of skeevy. He's the kind of guy who's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm in the mood for a cover-up. Yeah, he was going to cover it up no matter what. <laughs> he's just in the mood, he's a messy bitch that lives for drama. <laughs> and he'd be like, hey, I cut my finger chopping the, with this knife. He'd be like, we need to cover this up. <laughs> <laughs> and this was when I wrote, guys should wear crop tops again in short shorts. This was probably the baseball scene. I don't know if I wrote anything it's down the baseball scene. about it. Okay. Lot to say about the baseball scene. Yes. Go Number ahead. one, why is it so long? <laughs> I don't. Know. Why do we see the entire match? You know, you gotta appreciate a good hit. <laughs> why are there? Why does it like show every single play, every single score? I don't know. And like from characters that we don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And, you know, I don't know. Okay, I'm just, I'm ready to say it because it's my might be my favorite movie moment, just mm. in the history of movies. Best delivered line of all time. Yes, they're they're bickering, doing like good old trash talk. You know, it's a baseball game, and the one guy goes, 
Ricky does an insult. The guy batting goes, eat shit and die. Or his name's Bill. He goes, eat shit and die, Ricky. And Ricky, in his infinite creativity, goes, eat shit and live, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) He's not denying that he should eat shit. He's like, I get it. You know? No, he's like, I want you to eat shit. But you don't get to die immediately after. You have to live with that trauma that you just (laughs) ate poop. (laughs) You have to live with yourself. Which is going to be harder. You have to wake up every morning, go and brush your teeth, look in the mirror, look deep into your eyes and go, I'm brushing teeth that had poop in them. (laughs) That's what Ricky wants. And that is... Why it's such a good insult. His mind is just so powerful. And again, the delivery of it. He doesn't like... the One guy screams, eat shit and die. And Ricky just very calmly, eat shit and live, Bill. <laughs> he says Bill the way like you say Karen, you know? Fucking Bill. Uh, it is beautiful. It's the best moment of this movie. I'm ready to say that. I love it so much. I could watch that single moment over and over again and laugh every single time. Once again, Ricky's just great. Great character. Acted great. You love to see it. So that, That's all I have to say on the baseball scene, but I think it's worth it. Because we already covered the clothing of the baseball scene. <laughs> um, oh, and then like... So this group of guys, like, at this social or whatever, asks Angela to, like, hang out with them. And then she doesn't respond because she doesn't talk to anyone. And then they're, like, mad that she's not talking. But it's like, why would they even want to invite her? I, I think to fuck with her. Oh. Like, she, she wouldn't it. even, like, come out to... They probably have, like, a plan and she wouldn't even, like, initiate it. So they could get to that. Yeah. So then they were mad. And then they started making fun of her. And then, and they, because they were like, can't you talk? But it's like, you, you didn't know that? And then, <laughs> my, my next note is, oh my god, the cowboy hat. Oh. <laughs> Yeehaw, Ricky. <laughs> Yeehaw, Ricky. <laughs> and then he just beats, like, he just tries to beat them up. He's like, hey, you fucking cocksucker, get over here. What are you saying to my goddamn cousin? <gasps> fuck you, fuck you. And this bitch just watches blankly. <laughs> well, she she doesn't react to anything. <laughs> I see. I think it's a. I think it's a good performance, though. It's very. I think it is like, too, because that's what the character is. Yeah, it's like wide-eyed and like kind of creepy. Yeah. Did you think Angelo was the killer at all? I. Thought it was clearly Ricky, but because it was so clearly Ricky, I knew it wasn't. So then I was like, it's got to be Angela. Okay. You know? Yeah. Because of how, like, the movie was setting it up to be Ricky the whole time. Yeah. See, because. Since I always knew yeah, it was Angela, I don't know, like, what the perception is. The Because it, I think it's very clearly, like, I think it was trying. Because I even purposely, this I hadn't even heard. Most of the movies that we do that you recommend, a lot of the times I've at least heard of them. But this one I, like. Have only heard that it's a bad horror movie. 
Yeah. And I didn't know anything about it. And at one point, I, I considered Googling it, and I'm really glad that I did. I'm really I glad you did. I completely blind. Because it would have came up, and you would have been spoiled. So that was a good choice. Because every time I've Googled it since then, the specific image at the end has come up, and I would not have had that moment where I got to watch that in real time. Good. <laughs> but... uh I, it was because they were very clearly trying to make the audience think it was Ricky that I didn't think. I was like, well, it can't be. Because it's too obvious. Yeah, and because Mel's whole like thing where it's like, it's definitely Ricky. Well, you're not going to have a character suspect the actual killer. No, because that's not how we do that. Yeah. Um, Even in this movie, which breaks most rules of movies. <laughs> it knew not to do that. Just in general. <laughs> um... And then Paul comes down and talks to her, and then she, for some reason she just says bye to him and, like, talks to him, because, like, even Angela can't resist the D, you know? <laughs> I think it's because he's, like, the only one who's, like, actually nice to her. Yeah. Well, the one counselor in her bunk is nice to her. I guess. But she ain't a boy. I think. Well, I... No, that's not what I meant. Like, I think that she... Like, I... See, I, I don't know why. I think Maybe she's, she's like just... acting like was she was she in Nepal? I think she was trying to be because she thinks she's supposed to be. Okay, I can understand that. Yeah, that's that's what I got from it. Because yeah. Angela, surprise, doesn't really have any good social cues or life cues because her life real fucked. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So she, I think she's just trying to mirror behavior as best she can. Yeah, she's like, I'm supposed to like boys. This boy's talking to me. Other girls like this boy. I should like this boy. Yeah. Yeah, that exactly. makes sense. So then we get this group of guys tra- talking to this group of girls, trying to get them to skinny dip with them, and they're not. And in true this movie fashion... They're like, fine, we'll just skinny dip with the bros then. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I literally wrote down. Come on, boys, let's skinny dip together. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have a shot of just a bunch of male bear asses (laughs) running everywhere. (laughs) It's like the scene where the kids unload from the bus, except this time it's naked camp counselors. (laughs) (laughs) All male. All all bros. Yeah, it's, you know how you hang out with your bros. This this is the movie that like is the exception to the rule of the male gaze. This is yes, and that's what I was trying to articulate earlier when I couldn't get my words out. It, it's like every other movie in like the history of movies <laughs> paints women in a very specific light, um, and this movie just flips it on its head. That's the men a- wear the t- the men wear the tightest clothes. They're always like half naked. Their asses are very prominent in most of their <laughs> s- in most of the shots. They're before we didn't even talk about it, but before the <laughs> the chef gets killed, we get a very long take just of his butt, and he is like not. It's not a good butt to look at, but we get it for a long time. I just. I love this movie. <laughs> I was going to say, any comment on butts? Uh, um, uh, always. Lots of comments on butts. But I think you covered the butts. Yes. 
So then, but the one girl is like, fine, I'll go on a canoe with you, which is weird. And then he, his whole thing was that he tricked her into getting into the canoe so that he could flip the canoe. Maybe, like, was it a long con to get her out of her clothes? Like, it's like, oh, once your clothes are wet, you'll take them off. That's probably it, actually. But he tries to scare her and be like, there's water snakes out there. And then he flips the boat. And then she just is like, okay, bye, bitch. And just, like, swims away. (laughs) (laughs) And then... And then, for some reason that I'm not really sure of, he gets back under the canoe that's flipped. And just, like, kind of giggles to himself. And he's just having a fun time playing with, like, an underwater canoe. (laughs) And there's, like, no reason for him to have done that. (laughs) But he does it, and then we get the back of Ricky's head, which ends up not being actually Ricky, it's Angela. And then... She drowns him. Well, here's a question. How did a 13-year-old overpower an 18-year-old? You know, she shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> the element... It would have made sense if she was, like, from behind, maybe, and surprised him. Or if she had, like, an oar. Or yeah, she, like, knocked him out or something first. Yeah. No, it doesn't make any sense. Um... So he drowned. And then we have, like, the guys talking to the girls again when she gets out of the water. And he goes, see any water snakes out there? And he's just, like, grabbing his dick. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I wrote, they're all laughing, but I have no idea what this great scheme was. I think think it was just to get her wet is my best guess. And they're like, we did it. Um, And then in the morning, the body shows up and... He's, like, fully decayed. <laughs> or, the great thing, the lifeguard is, like, so mad they left a canoe in the water. He's flipping out. Everyone's exactly. either angry or horny in this movie, and I respect that. There's no in-between. <laughs> Sometimes, in cases of, like, Mel, he's angry because he's horny and that's not getting taken care of. <laughs> exactly. An actual water snake came out of his eye, nose, mouth. mouth. Well, which was a cool effect. Yes. But it was like, I don't know why his body would have looked like that if he was only dead for like a couple hours. Uh, but it's fine. We're not science. No. I don't know how many times I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote, wow, now she's a chatterbug. Girl, you must be thirsty. <laughs> Because now she's, like, just talking to Paul all the time. And I think, we're like, oh, we forgot that we weren't supposed to have her talk. She, I think she at least likes him as a person. You know, I don't know if she's, like, actually attracted to him. Because I don't know if she could even feel attraction. But. She I, can't feel emotions. Yeah. But There's I, absolutely no way she feels emotions. No, I think she at least feels emotion. Because I think she de- genuinely likes Paul. Up to a yeah. point. And I think she, ge- like, she definitely likes Ricky. Like, she would never hurt Ricky. No. Um, but yeah, she's talking to Paul a lot. And then this is when we're introduced to Judy's Judy shirt. Those are playing volleyball? Yeah, again, real good shirt. <laughs> and oh, this is when I wrote, I know I'm, I'm supposed to hate Meg, but her outfits are great. <laughs> Do you remember what she was wearing? This wasn't... 
as it was just like the shorts and shirt combo were always good even though like a lot of times they were just jean shorts but it was like it just worked (laughs) (laughs) and she always had like a bandana or something it was either like a headband or a bandana around her neck but it was just like it was great I next hollow next year Halloween costume, Meg from Sleeping <coughs> Camp, and I'll be Judy. <laughs> What's your costume gonna be? A shirt that says Judy. <laughs> Perfect. I can't wait. Or or I'll be um one of the crop top boys. Ooh. Or dare I say, couples costume Meg and Mel. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> The hottest couple on the scene. Yeah, yeah, just be Mel. The, a 70-something-year-old. Uh, but yeah. Uh, lost my train of thought. We're on, uh, after, it's, oh, we're post-volleyball. This part, they're like, do you want to play? And she's like, no. And she goes, I don't mind watching. And I was like, you're so creepy. <laughs> And then, is this the water balloon scene? No, not yet. Okay. Because then, he walks her home from the movie, and... Oh, there's, um, like, another social or something. Yeah, they have socials all the time. (coughs) And he, like, takes her to the side, and he, like, pecks her on the mouth. (laughs) And she, like, is weird about it, obviously. And, um... He goes... Can I have another one? It's like, yeah, that was a really hot peck. <laughs> and she's she's clearly uncomfortable by it. Yeah. Like, she doesn't... That's why I'm like, I don't know if she likes him because, like, she didn't enjoy that. Like, it was clear that she didn't enjoy Well, like, that. I think she at least likes him as a person because, like, they had that scene where they were being kind of cute by the beach. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're at least friends, but she just doesn't really know about all that other stuff. Yeah. She's not into that. Yeah. So, oh, and then we, we he goes home, and Ricky is doing the shaving cream Oh, nose prank. We forgot all about the ass prank. The what prank? The ass prank. I don't know if I remember this when one. When they're like, once you'll try to sit up, but you won't be able to because of like your, the will of your oh. body. And then he does he does the sit up all of a sudden and like one of the other bullies his eyes were covered and one of the other kids like has his bare ass in front of his face so he just rams his nose into it. Yeah. Good pranks. Good pranks. Traumatic, mayhaps. <laughs> Horrible, yes. Good content, absolutely. Always. Now I think we're at the. Yeah, so I, the, he just he did the shaving cream on your hand while someone's sleeping, tickled her nose, they hit their face. I've never understood this trick. I don't know how you wouldn't just wake up. Well, they do whatever. wake up and they're, they're scratching. Yeah, but whenever it's in like a movie like this, they never scratch. They literally just like slap their face. Like, who would... That's true. What? That? And I, I bet you've never pissed yourself, too, because of a bowl of water. That is correct. No, done. Look at me. I'm Lauren. I don't piss myself. <laughs> I know. I'm annoying. <laughs> uh, I do want to point out that one of the boys was wearing a robe. <laughs> oh, great. Love that you love that that happened. 
I love that. Um, so then water balloons now? Nope. <laughs> I, I watched this an hour ago. How do I not remember? <laughs> so we're... Uh, <coughs> we're back at the like beach, and Angela's just watching them swim. And Paul comes up and covers her eyes, and it's like, guess who? And she's like, Ricky? And he's like, no. <laughs> and she goes... Burt Reynolds. <laughs> this was the scene where I said they were being cute. Yeah, and he goes, getting closer. And <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. And then, I think that's all I have for that scene. Uh, no, I don't know. I wrote Meg, LL like, Judy's. shakes her. She shakes her um, because she told on Angela. Judy told on Angela for just talking to a boy. Or she told, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know why she's not talking to anyone but him. So she just, like, shook her. And then... Because Water Balloons is the first victim, right? Or does someone else die first? No, the first one is the chef. And then the next one... No, like, dies, though. The one that kicks them all off... Yeah, is... The bees. Balloons. So So we're almost... We're almost there. Um, It just... This movie does go a while without an actual kill. Yeah. Because she shook her, and then May got, got... Got in trouble. And I wrote LOL Judy's outfits, but I don't really remember what she was wearing at this point. But then we're back to the the bunk, and she's just, like, constantly staring at Judy for some reason. And Judy walks out and is wearing a, sh- a robe so short. <laughs> and is, like, barely covering her butt. Oh, this is the scene where the nice counselor slaps Judy. Yes. Which, again, I like how they, like, Included this little side character moment of her having to deal with, like, the trauma of... She just slapped a child, and she, like, might have to deal with that legally, consequentially. She's not sure. Yeah, that that character was, like... I feel like she was acted very well, too, because, like, she did that, and she... We did have, like, that moment where, like, we stayed on her for a minute to, like, process that she just slapped a 12-year-old. We're gonna get... There's another moment about a very minor character suffering extreme trauma... That they just take a brief moment to pause on. That we will get into later. <laughs> um, and then she's like, so Angela, why don't you shower with the rest of us? Are you queer? Um, which is a, a very similar to, come on boys, let's go skinny dip. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're the weird one, you won't get naked with us. The, yeah, the, the, gay, the least gay thing you could do is get naked with your same-sex friends. Yes. That's, That's what the this movie stra- straightest is thing in the us. world. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and then the, the counselor slaps Judy. And then my next note: LOL, they're having a water balloon fight on the fucking roof. Cause why not? It's the eighties, <laughs> baby. <laughs> <laughs> there are no rules. It's camp. <laughs> so there really not might be actually any rules though. We're not sure. <laughs> I don't think there are. <laughs> so they throw a water balloon at Angela because she's going to go talk to Paul. And then she gets a ballooned balloon to the chest. And which apparently sees this it's and very infuriates him. And, and maybe his best rant is right now. <laughs> a lot of cocksuckers, a lot of chicken shits, a lot of fucks. 
lot of fucks. Just a lot of rage. Just such rage. an angry boy. Just coming out of a little 12-year-old. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. 17-year-old man. <laughs> and Mel is like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> and then that's when... <laughs> is- that I wrote, they're acting like they like murdered her. And all they did was throw a water balloon at her. But... He's like, get off of there. And then they're immediately off the roof and next to this. Somehow, yeah. Did they just jump off? And then there's like a 10-year-old that's like with them. It's like, why is there this cool upperclassman group hanging out with like a 10-year-old? Yeah, it's like all the counselors and then just some little shit who might have been the kid who was being bullied. I couldn't tell. The one who, like, shoved his face in the ass and the one that got whipped. Oh, it might have been. Maybe he got bullied from them, so he was like, I'm going to go hang out with the other kids. <laughs> and so, then we finally get a kill. It's the lead, mean, older boy, who was the most shirtless of them, is <laughs> like, I'm going to go skinny dip again with you guys in a second. I just got to shit first. <laughs> um... Oh, but before then, I do want to point out, well, they, they get they get in trouble, and then Ricky gets in trouble, but, like, that's not really important. But Mel tells Angela, you better go change before you get pneumonia. It's summer! <laughs> <laughs> she got hit with a water balloon, and it's summer. They're acting, everyone acts like this water balloon is a huge deal. No, if anything, it would just hurt because they threw it from the fucking roof, and, like, <laughs> it just would have hurt. But, like, the water part, like, and it, it, it was mean, but, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and then I wrote, oh, my God, he's going to die taking a shit. <laughs> um, and then they lock the doors into the, Angela locks the doors into the, um, the bathroom and then cuts open the back window and just. Puts the tiniest little beehive in there, which apparently was filled with millions of angry bees. The most bees. And, like, there's not that many bees in that tiny little hive, but okay. (laughs) And then they just go, for some reason, he can't crawl under the stall. No, you just have to take it. He just takes, takes a lot of bees to the face. Yeah, and he's like, well... This is it for me. And then he dies. And another cool effect with a lot of bees. A lot of real bees. Yeah, I was going to say, it had to have been real bees. Yeah, they were moving around and it looked it looked legit. Yeah. Reminded me of Candyman. Yeah. Good movie. Love that movie. Yeah. Anyways. Later on, we see her and Paul. And she makes out with him and then, like, trips him onto the... Pushes him on the floor. And then, then they're like laying on the ground making out. And I wrote, what? I wrote, whoa, steamy. And then, what the fuck is this now? Because <laughs> that's when we get the most disturbing cutaway. And I don't mean disturbing in, in the content, although it is disturbing. But it was just, it disturbs your viewing of the movie so much it's very much like oh what's happening yeah and that's what i mean by like disturbing because then we cut away to the dad from the beginning and his partner lying in bed just kind of like lying there not really like was the i i you know you've seen moonlight right no 
Okay. So the end of Moonlight ends with them um, holding each other in like an emotional moment where they both come to terms with who they are. And this sort of mirrored that. Whereas they're yeah. not specifically having sex. They're really just like having a tender moment, intimate moment, just to themselves. Yeah. And Angela and her brother are watching, giggling profusely. <laughs> it, but like, not in like a homophobic way. No. That's not, I don't think that's what we were supposed to get from that. Yeah, I didn't get that. It's like, oh, they're, they're kids. <laughs> yeah. But it was very strange. And they're just giggling. And then we cut to Angela and her brother sitting across from each other on the bed, staring blankly at each other while he's, like, pointing at her chest. Yeah, don't really understand this scene. <laughs> Not really sure what it has to do with anything. And then we cut back, and Paul's hand are, is, like, on her chest, and then he, like, she pushes him away, and she runs away. But, so I have a couple notes that this was a pivotal moment in my, my movie-watching experience, because, wait, did you know the twist, or did you know it was Angela? I knew both. Both? Okay. Because this is when, because when that first scene happened, I thought, this this was like kind of my experience when that first scene happened at the beginning. I was like, "Oh, the <laughs> died and the <laughs> survived." Okay. Well, because they show they show the they show the <laughs> alive floating in the water. Yes. So I was like, "Oh, the <laughs> survived." Oh, so, so we're just we revealing the twist now. <laughs> we're gonna and then <laughs> I'm watching later, and then I'm watching, and I I hear that. Uh, I understand that Angela is the surviving kid from the move from the beginning. Yeah. And then I think to myself, oh, I must have thought wrong. I must have saw that wrong. Yeah. Okay. So then at this point, I wrote in my notes, was she the kid who survived and it wasn't the brother? And this is also when I wrote, oh, that was the dad's partner at the beginning and he was gay. I why didn't he react after watching his partner die? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm just good at picking up the homoerotic subtext. Who knows why? I also... Not that they needed a reason to make the characters gay, but is there a con... Like, a subtext to that? I think... I don't really know the point. But it feels more so inclusive than not. Exactly. Like, it's not... It's, yeah. And, like, you don't need to have a point in making a character gay. But I feel like in the 80s, you normally would. Yeah, but, like, what's the difference if the characters aren't gay? I don't really see any. So that makes me think it's not. The only reason, the only reason I would think is that they're trying to insinuate that twist <laughs> at the end that Angela has a lot more simil similarities to her dad than you might think. But if that were true, then why do you need the aunt part of the twist? 
Because if you're blaming it on the dad, and if it, let's say it is homophobic. I'm not blaming it on the dad. No, I'm saying, let's say it is homophobic, and that's like the message coming through. I'm not saying that either. I I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying okay. you're saying it. I'm okay. saying, let's hypothetically say it is. But what, the, if it is, then what's the point of having the aunt do her thing if it's already being blamed on the dad? I'm saying, that's why, I'm saying it's not homophobic, because what would be the point of having the aunt and the dad when if it was supposed to be that homophobic it would just be the dad does that make sense i don't really understand i don't follow i'm what agreeing I was with you what, what i was trying to say is that this is a t- t- twist reveal because i don't know how to talk about this without revealing it we find out it so this is a boy in in all reality it's a boy. I don't know what you're saying anymore. Angela is a boy. Yes. Y- yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Angela is. So he, he, here's the thing: is because we can't. Do a... we call Angela trans? But she, it wasn't her choice. That's the whole moral conundrum with this whole movie, and why some people really struggle with it. Is in in technical terms, the villain can be seen as a trans person being the monster. Correct. But I choose to not see it as that because one, I think I want to like this movie because I do enjoy the rest. So I don't want to let that ruin it for me. So the way I choose to see it is that Angela, in fact, is not trans because. She did she not forced. choose this. If anything, it's the villain is someone oh, who society... or I'm still calling Angela the villain because she is the killer. But she's been forced to live as a gender she does not identify with. Which is the true villainous thing. So if anything... It's a trans-positive it's, movie. Again, that's how I choose to read it. I don't know... The director's actual intentions, it's probably more so along the lines they thought it would be a cool twist. And they didn't think that hard I about it. absolutely think that they didn't think twice about yeah. the consequences or, like, the added subtext of what they were doing. I think they were like, oh, twist, it was the brother. Yeah, they, they just thought it'd be a cool, fun thing to add. And also, yeah. again, our opinions don't matter as much as an actual trans person and their feelings towards this. Exactly. But that's the way I've chosen to read it, just because I do enjoy the rest of this movie, and I think there's more positive than negative, from my perspective. Because what I was trying to say is, if this is a person who did not want to be perceived as a woman, wanted to be a male as they were born... Would that just make them a gay man if they were actually interested in Paul romantically? And my thing is, I, that's where I'm saying, like, I don't think Angela is interested in romance at all because she's got a whole lot of other trauma going on to the point where she that's not even part of the right conversation. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that was my only thing is, like, maybe that's why that they included the dad. Yeah, I can see that. And 
and not even included the dad being gay, but including the dad, this specific scene what at this point of when it was happening. Because she has this vision of remembering seeing her dad's with each other in an intimate moment while she's having an intimate moment with a boy. And that's what makes me think that. Yeah, I can see that. I'm I... trying to tiptoe around what I'm saying, and I feel like I'm still saying horrible things anyways. No, it's, it's really hard. That's like the struggle with this movie. And some people really hate this movie because of the ending. And that's fair and valid. Because it is really easy to be shitty and there's a lot of little moments that kind of hint at it being the shitty version but there's also moments that don't so i don't really know exactly so so i because i don't i don't the director's never like spoken about the intention any of that so i'm leaving it up to viewers choice i choose to see it as a positive thing because i really do enjoy the rest of this movie and I don't want to hate it. <laughs> yeah. And I honestly don't think that they weren't considering the way it could be interpreted. I think they were just like, oh, twist. Yeah, I it think wasn't. they would be like, wouldn't it be wild if, like, the boy lived and then, like, the aunt made him live as Angela instead? I assume that's the amount of thought that went into it. Yeah. Just wouldn't it be crazy? <laughs> that's That's the whole whole plot <laughs> exactly well we'll quick very quickly get through the rest yeah. of the movie we skipped we ahead a little bit we also but i don't think we explained the twist well <clears throat> we didn't we'll get there so <laughs> richie although no matter what the pointing at the girl didn't make any sense the brother pointing at the sister didn't make any sense not really anyway so then um richie and G- Angela saw Judy and Paul making out, and then they were both pissed. Um, and then Mel thinks that Richie's the killer. Yeah, because... Well, they don't... Oh, yeah, they found the guy, they, so they, they said He said that earlier, and then now he for sure thinks it. Yeah, I forgot that they found B-Guy. Yeah, they found B guy. So they know like, someone. Richie? They know someone's Ricky? doing murdering. Yeah. Um, and I'm, that's when I wrote. I mean, everything is pointing to Ricky being the killer. <laughs> so then we have the scene where Meg goes up to this disgusting old person named Mel. <laughs> Just okay. First of all, we need to focus uh, quickly before that happens. The yeah. um, the guys, the well, other the tits. Camp director tits is like mm-hmm. everyone has the night off or Meg and one other person has the night off and you guy you're taking eight campers to the woods. Have fun. I forgot about that side plot. Yeah. That that this is my favorite side plot, so I just had to bring it up. Okay. We'll get back to it though. That's that's all you need to know right now. And then out of nowhere. Complete shock. Maybe a bigger twist of the movie. Is when Meg goes up to Mel and goes, you want to go on a date? She basically just goes, I'm free tonight. See you later. Um, Let me tell you, because I, I, that was the twist. Again, that was the twist for me because I already knew what was happening. And I was like, holy fuck. Do you want to go on a date with him? He's, he is 
disgusting. Again, he's so old and she's 17. <laughs> and so that happens. <laughs> and then she's in the shower. Or the, the girl showers too long, so she goes and gets in another shower in, like, an abandoned cabin, so she's all alone. Yeah. And then there's a shower curtain there. Is it a curtain? It looked like, like, hard plastic. There is a curtain, but the knife went through the wall, I think. Yeah. So, again, how strong is Angela? Because <laughs> she has drowned a much older man than her. And she stabbed through a wall. Apparently, like, just the strongest person in the world. (laughs) So, Meg's showering, and we get a very psycho moment, and she gets stabbed through the back, and then the knife drags all the way down her spine. Which is later revealed in yet another cool effect. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, if once you, like, first felt the stabbing, wouldn't you just, like, take a step forward? Maybe. I've never been stabbed. You're right. I, I don't, don't know. I don't maybe really know just... how I would react. But it seemed like she definitely could have tried. Maybe because she went in and then just started moving it that, like, you couldn't get out. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, that was, pro- I don't know. I was in such a fight with my brother yesterday because we saw Knives Out. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yes, I loved it. Okay, I really loved it too. But my brother didn't like it, which is fine. Like, you're allowed your own opinion. But I was asking why. And one of his points was that one of the characters, like, wasn't reacting how he would react. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Which which character? He, He was like, why didn't the nurse, not the nurse, the housekeeper, like, one, that's explained. And two, she's not you. (laughs) <laughs> why would you because she didn't because she's not you you can't be mad at a character for not doing what you would do because the character is not you give me a real good reason why you didn't like it <laughs> so i was in a fight with him yeah that's that's fair team quid thank you i did like that the that angela cleaned the knife off in the shower that was nice <laughs> <laughs> and she turned off the water yeah Because she's respectful to the environment. Yeah, like, you can kill bitches, but you better not be killing trees. Yeah. Meanwhile, Judy has a boy in her bunk. Ooh. Ooh, scandalous. And, was it, yeah, Mel comes looking for Meg, because he, she hasn't showed up yet, and he just hides under the bed, but, like, how, there's no, like, blankets or anything, like, you could very clearly see under the bed, but you can't see him. I think Mel's a little too horny to notice. Yeah, and so he leaves, and then he goes and sees Meg. <laughs> he, he knows that he knows in his heart of hearts that Ricky did it, and he goes, "He did this to get back at me." But it's like, how would he know Meg was gonna fuck you? <laughs> get back at you for what? No one's sure. Just yelling at him. <laughs> Oh, and but he has this whole great monologue, too, where he's just like, Oh, Meg, <laughs> he got you. I let him get away, and he's got you. I let it happen again. Meg, I'm doing this for you, Meg. It's just great. It's just a complete, unintelligible, confusing monologue. Basically, he just wants revenge. I guess, it's another, is it simply not enough? 
uh, for this movie to have this man unhinged. <laughs> no. That's do you, what we need why it. do you need more? No. I don't. <laughs> and then he just leaves her body on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and the 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 effect was really cool. It's like a clean slit right down her spine. It looks really dope. And then we go to Judy, who has decided to curl her hair, even though the boy is left. Or she, she was like, she made him leave because he wasn't, like, kissing good enough. Which, honestly, good for you, Judy. No, she had criticized him for not kissing good enough, and then he decided to leave. Oh, really? My bad. Misread that. Yeah. Oh, well. Because she was pissed. So then she decides to curl her hair. And then we see um, what is supposed to be... Angela in the doorway, but is what actually the kid who plays Ricky wearing a wig. <laughs> because she wasn't allowed to film the scene by her mother. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you can just straight up see him. Yeah, and... it's like backlit to the point where it's so bright where it's he's front lift and you can front lit and you can easily see his face. Yeah, you can just straight up see it, which this is the moment we were kind of brought up earlier where I'm pretty sure, like, when this aired and everything, like, you... The technology didn't allow you to see it. Yeah. I think this is just... Te- today's technology, like, doesn't work as well. Or works too well. <laughs> too much. Yeah. And they... Angela suffocates her with her pillow and then also burns her a bunch with the curling iron? She does more than burns her a bunch with the curling iron. Sure, she slugs her in the face, first of all. (laughs) Just knocks the shit out of her. (laughs) Again, Angela, super strong for some reason. And then um, she gets up in there with the curling iron. I did not realize that that's what she was doing. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. Where? You know where. Yeah, I I can interpret what you mean. I must not have been paying enough attention to, like, realize that's what she was doing. Yeah, unfortunately, that is what happens. And instead of trying to, like, use her hands to, like, get it to stop or, like, move the pillow, she just, like, rises her hand in pain and makes shadow puppets. (laughs) Or she, like, shoots him straight up. It's a fun scene. Yeah. Except fun, but also not. A, li- a little icky. Another moment where it's like, eh, I don't know about this. It's a little more icky now that I know it was actually happening. I just assumed she was, like, burning her a bunch. Yeah. Which, unfortunate. <laughs> and then they just dump her under the bed. And that's that's the death of the queen. And then we have another counselor find a bunch of dead bodies in the woods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we skipped the plot line again. So the counselor, they're asleep in the woods. And then one of two of the kids wake up and they're like, we want to leave. Like, you know, little shits be doing. And he's like, oh, fine. And then he like solemnly looks at the other children and determines that they'll be fine to be alone for a little bit. <laughs> And then he leaves with the kids. And then other stuff happens. He Then finally we get to see... Or as soon as he leaves, we see the point of view killer shots again. And you're like, oh, Angela's killing these kids. And then the other great moment I was talking about of trauma that's just shown for no real reason 
is the counselor comes back, he sees the kids are dead because he abandons them, and then he throws up and he just, like, looks solemnly sobbing for a little bit. He just, like, he just, like, realizes what he has done. (laughs) And we just get, like, this really long, we just see him think about it and realize it. And it's... It's truly brutal. It really is. But it's just, like, insane. Why is that side plot there? The, those characters didn't need to die. Like, Why would she have killed them? I don't really know. I don't know what they did to her, because that's her whole thing, is she only kills people who have like been mean to her. They just seemed like random kids, unless we missed something. We could have. Uh, more than could have. It's, it's, there's a high <laughs> chance we missed something. Okay, so now Mel is trying to find Ricky to kill him. And... Here's the whole thing is like he's like, oh, Ricky did this to get back at me. But also when Meg made that comment like, oh, I'm free tonight, he was surprised by it. Yeah, it seems like the way he's acting, it's like he's had he's been like in love with her. Uh, sexually assaulting Meg for a while. <laughs> Why do we have to she brought it up? <laughs> well, cuz statutory rape Oh, right, 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 right. We won't get right, into right, that, right. though. But it's it's he's acting like he's been in love with her this whole time. Yeah, and that they were in love. Mm-hmm. He just, like, slaps Ricky a bunch, throws in a few punches. Then he realizes, like, oh, I was, like, kind of murdering this person. I should stop. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes out of the woods... And he goes, or, oh. I, I don't think you're focusing on the fact that he beats the fuck out of Ricky. <laughs> but, like, a lot of them were slaps, and that was what I liked. And, but once he's on the ground, he's, like, Donkey Kong smashing him. <laughs> and it's like, again, 10, 12-year-old boy. <laughs> I mean, in reality, 17. But in the movie and what appearances show, 12-year-old boy. Just a lot of rage in a very old man. Mm-hmm. And then he walks out of the woods because he's like, I gotta run out of here because I just murdered a little boy. And- <laughs> <laughs> or, it, 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 he, it, you think that's Lauren, like, vocalizing the character's thoughts as we sometimes do? You're no, wrong. He, said- <laughs> he says it out loud. <laughs> he's literally like, oh, I just killed him. <laughs> and then he's like, what do I need to do, Meg? Get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> And he walks out, and he goes, oh, I was wrong, it was you, because he sees Angela just standing there holding a fucking crossbow. <laughs> and then she sh- she shoots the arrow, and it goes directly into his throat. And it's like, when did you get good at archery? <laughs> but it does look cool, though. So at the same time, she told Paul to meet her at the beach, and Let's go to the beach, each. Ninky Minjaj. <laughs> <laughs> so then when she gets back to the beach, and Paul's like, "Think," he was like, "I did not think you were gonna come." <laughs> and <laughs> um, then we kept, cut back to the camp counselors who are looking for the four Judy. They can't Angela, find Judy, Paul, even though she's Ricky. dead under the bed. Paul, Ricky, who is 
bleeding out in the woods. <laughs> Paul and Angela. And then they... <laughs> Angela asks Paul if he wants to, like, skinny... She's like, let's go for a swim. And he's like, what about our clothes? And she's like, take them off. And he's like, ooh, he's all like, right. Hell, fuck yeah. And she knows that they're on to her. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been skinny dipping? No. Okay, then my question is, what is the appeal? Why is everyone in this movie so excited to do it? I I think he was excited to be like... I guess just... His is a little more understandable. Why were, why were the group of boys so excited to go skinny dipping with the boys? <laughs> that one doesn't make any sense. With the girls, sh- sure. You know? Yeah. They wanted to see the girls. But by themselves, they should have just like been like, all right, boys, that's it. Let's just tuck it, tuck it in for the night. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for Paul, I think he was like, oh, yeah, we're getting past kissing. Love it. Um, and then, yeah. And then I don't get the appeal in general, but but you know when you're with the bros and you just gotta you know some bro time <laughs> naked in the water. So then the counselors come. They find all the dead bodies variously dispersed. Mm-hmm. Ricky's, Ricky's still alive. Okay. Ricky's still okay. Oh, yeah. mustache <laughs> cop comes back with a whole new mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Just an entirely different mustache. And then Coach Tits and the nice counselor stumble upon Paul and Angela on the beach. Angela, they're both naked. Paul's head is in Angela's lap. She's like stroking it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to... I don't even know how <laughs> to... <laughs> continue so they're like hey what's going on angela stands up paul's head drops to the ground he's been decapitated and then angela stands there oh we have a cutaway scene what what's between that before she stands up we have a we have a flashback oh yeah sorry forgot about the flashback to dr ant mom um after the incident from the beginning of the decapitations Saying how happy she is to have a girl in the house. I've always, I've always wanted a daughter. Oh, why, yes, I have. Oh, my Ricky will be so happy to have a sister. Why, Angela's just a beautiful name. Yes, it is. Peter won't do it all now, will it? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So then it's revealed... That it was the boy who survived at the beginning. And she just forced him to live a life as Angela. As his sister. I assume, it's ever told to us, I assume that the sister's name was Angela. I'm assuming. And then she just told Ricky that that was the kid that survived out of the two. Yeah, that's those are my thoughts. Yeah. So then we cut back and Angela stands up. Paul's head just falls to the floor. <laughs> she's naked. You see a penis. And um, she's hissing? Just a god-awful noise. Just like... It's like a hissing, but also a gargling. Maybe some, like, clicking as well. It could be a good word to describe what the noise is. Like, echolocation, seem... but evil. 
And it did switch, like, the face looked like it kept switching a bunch of times, and I think they kept going from, like, every time they cut in, it was actually Angela, like, the actress. Yeah. But then the faraway shots were the little, the, the little boy, the college boy. With the face mask. Why? Why do you keep saying college boy? <laughs> I don't know. This the body double. The above eighteen male. Yeah, they probably just kept switching from that was the mask, and then the close-ups were her face. But I think the most troubling part is the mask because it's terrifying. it is horrifying. Which again, props to the makeup people on this. Sh- movie have done a tremendous job throughout yet another good job with this creepy ass mask the hissing the noise like this isn't a scary movie but like i might have trouble sleeping tonight because that image is just gonna keep popping into my head it it is definitely the scariest part is that angela mask and then they like do it ends with a freeze frame where they turn it green which, why? Who they, knows? Like, invert the image? I don't know. Why? But it's creepy. Yeah. So, so that is Sleepaway Camp. One of the more off-the-wall movies we've watched for this show. Yes. And so what are what are your general thoughts? I mean, you said you like it. Yeah, so I, d- I definitely do like it. I can see why someone wouldn't. I can see why they the optics can be seen as very bad. I wouldn't judge someone for not liking it for what's going on in it. But mm-hmm. um, I do because I think the rest of the movie is so funny, so campy, and just so genuinely insane that I appreciate a lot about it. I agree. I think... I really enjoyed it. The twist will stay with me forever. The twist is what made me want to... <laughs> not, not the twist. Again, it's the execution of the twist. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm talking about. Because the hissing, the mask, it's ridiculously terrifying in a way that I was not prepared for. We don't know if it's a good twist. We're, frankly, we're not qualified to say. It, that's our. That's the main thing. If you're, if you're offended by the twist, that's valid. If you're yeah. not, that's fine. Like I don't know. We're not. We're not the, the right uh, clientele for that. If if you think we're being insensitive, if we've done something wrong, we'll eat shit and live. We eat shit and live. We yeah, deserve not... that. We understand why you would hate this movie. Yeah. We just see enough good in it to not it not being totally despicable. Exactly. And I don't think the intention I mean it can be interpreted in a in a horrible way, sure. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think the intention was that. And I really do not think that there was any ill intention. I don't think that they were trying to make this horrible point about that. Yeah, I think think... the only thing that you can accuse them of is, like, not thinking it through. That kind of insensitivity. I I mean, we're assuming. I just, there's not enough, like, proof in the actual movie for me to be where they thought of this as, like, a targeted 
attack, you know? Yeah. I, I don't I don't I don't see it. I don't but, see that evidence anymore. But also in the movie. again, we're not the uh We're far from an authority on this. Exactly. We so. just know bad fun movies and if you exclude the last minute, this is a bad fun movie through and through. Mm-hmm. And if I was gonna say, if you think we've said something that was insensitive, I also apologize. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I because we we're again we're we're not trying to seem like we have authority over people's feelings on this. We're just trying to. I don't know. Yes, whatever. What your feelings are always valid. Yeah, it's a hard topic to to discuss, but except yours, Joey King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> got her um bazinga <laughs> so uh drinking game every strange line delivery where you go that's not how a human talks take a drink <laughs> so just chug your entire drink anytime dr aunt mom talks <laughs> i i'd say also goes for a lot of ricky's lines a lot of mel's lines most of almost all of mel's lines um really most any character that stands out in any way is gonna have a wonky line delivery at some <laughs> point so just a quick sip take a full shot during eat shit and live <laughs> yeah take us i mean you can just take a sip for every kill that's a nice because from the uh, th- this has a higher kill count than truth or dare bye bye man's is very low uh, yeah, I mean, so th- this is the best movie, though, to get fucked up to. Mm-hmm. Although, if I was, like, under the influence during that ending, I don't know what would have happened to my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're, if you're listening to this, you won't have that same experience. Because At we this spoiled point, it for you. But we told them to watch it before. That's true. Um... What else can what else um take a shot for every crop top and short short? Is that too much? No. I was gonna say anytime you like wish the fashion would come back. Um anytime like someone has like a ridiculous reaction to something, whether it be no reaction, whether it be overreaction, just anytime like someone reacts like not a way a person should. And then when the twist is revealed, drink a whole bottle of wine and try to find a way to deal with the optics of this. Yeah. And also whenever you see a dick outline. <laughs> <laughs> drink during the baseball game. Oh, absolutely. Waterfall during the baseball game. Yeah. And then anything else? Fix the movie. Hmm. So I'm going to say... I'm going to eliminate the final twist because, and just have Angela be a killer of people that's, that are mean to her. Not, mm-hmm. does, I think it maybe would leave that this movie didn't stand the test of time and wasn't as famous. I hope not. Because I think this movie really does hold its own in terms of a camp classic. But I feel like it's just better to, get rid of any questions, you know? Make all the optics good and just have this be a fun bad slasher without 
that lingering question in your mind, like, is this transphobic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get rid of that entirely. We don't need it. Yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> I, I, I feel like it is good at and being change bad. Judy's change Judy's death. Yeah, definitely a little bit. Maybe have the child molester actually die instead of being the only one that just gets hurt a little. Mm-hmm. You know, just tweak the optics a little bit. But no one gets killed the same way except for Paul and the the decapitations at the beginning, I guess. Is that the reason why she killed Paul that way, do you think? I think it's because Paul was, like, betrayed her and made out with Judy. But she also was, like, that was the only one she had, like, actual feelings for. So it came around to be symbolic towards her father's death. Yeah. I don't know. Well. We're not smart enough. And that's okay. (laughs) We're here to talk about strangely delivered lines at the end of the day. That's our purpose. That's about it. What other segments do we do? And, yeah, I I do like this movie. I'm quite sure of it. (laughs) What do you rate it? I'm going to give it... I think I gave it a full five star on Letterboxd because I just think this movie is a blast. Mm-hmm. I've come to terms with how I see the optics of it and I'm okay with that. So I'm I'm just going to give it the full five. I think this movie is hilarious through and through. I don't think there's like a single dull moment. It's short. It's an easy watch. I couldn't recommend it enough. Yeah. I'm honestly going to say like a 4.5. Because it does have that aspect in it, but I do see it the same way you do, where I don't, I don't see it as that way, but it does exist, and the straight, the, the curling iron death now really bothers me that I realized yeah. that that's what was, what was happening. So, I'll, I'll knock off a half a star, too. You make a good point. Yeah. So, but that's it, because other than those issues... Flawless film. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. The only my only issue with getting rid of the twist would be to losing Doctor Ant Mom, and we can't have that. (laughs) We could still have her. She just she can do something else. She could fuck up Angela in a different way. Yeah, there's no limit to childhood trauma. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out real easy to ruin a kid's childhood (laughs) (laughs) and leave a. Leave permanent damage. <laughs> so, alright, are we doing the new segment? What's the new um, segment? The recommend two movies. Oh yeah, we do have that segment. I always forget about it. Yes. So I'm gonna, a good slasher that takes place at a camp. So we'll say real and theme. I'm gonna recommend the final girls. And Lauren's going to be mad at me because I knew she probably wanted to recommend it. It was mine. We both love this movie. We'll we'll, we'll both recommend it. We can both have fun. I have another one that I can do. Okay, okay. Final Girls. Lauren recommended me to it. She turned me on to it. It's Mm -hmm. a blast. It's a deconstruction of the slasher movie. Specifically, the camp slasher movie. The one that takes place at a summer camp. And and it and the final girl trope. It, the final girl trope. The idea of movies in general. But that was a douchey line to say. Ignore that I said that. It's still fun though. It's a blast. 
while being like this awesome deconstruction of all these tropes. And there's a lot of good people in it. Yeah. Taisa Farmiga, Malin Ackerman, guys whose name I'm forgetting right now. He's Adam in Silicon. He's in Silicon Valley. Thomas Middleditch. There it is. Aaliyah Shawkat. Uh, Alex, Alexander Ludwig. Chloe Aaliyah Bridges. Shawkat. So have we talked about Search Party on this? I don't think we have, but let's. Okay, another recommendation that has nothing to do with any of this, but it's this TV show called Search Party. It's on TBS, and it is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so good. It has... It's about Aaliyah Shawkat, her character, of so a girl who lived on her floor during college goes missing, and Aaliyah Shawkat is like living an empty life, so she becomes obsessed with finding out what's happening with her. And she drags her boyfriend and their two friends into like this thing to find this missing girl. And it is fucking hilarious. It has the funniest scene in a TV show I've ever seen that involves a, Ke- a certain Kelly Clarkson song. I won't spoil it other than that. <laughs> And I'm I, just remembering that scene. <laughs> it's so good. And I just, it, I couldn't recommend it more. No, it's so good. And yeah, just watch, just watch it. We can't really say much more about it without spoiling things, so just go watch it. It's, it's a journey. And it, but, might take not, a, it might take an episode or two to like really get into it and really, because I think it is very funny, but it might not be as much laugh out loud funny at certain parts. It takes... Maybe in episode two to understand the humor in the way that you need to. Yeah, it's if you wait for the Kelly Clarkson moment, and then if you're not sold yet, then fine, turn it off. Then it's not for you. Yeah, but you'll probably be sold. And here's the connection: it's a journey, a twisty journey, unlike no other that will stay with you. The twists. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what's your good movie recommendation? I was going to say uh, What Hot American Summer. Oh, Not a horror movie, but a movie that takes place at a camp that takes place in the 80s and is just camp, 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 camp. I, I have to believe the people who made What Hot American Summer have seen this movie and did use it at parts. There's That's no what way. That's what it was. It was. I'm, hold on. I am pretty sure it's, like, essentially based on it. It's gotta be. Because there are parts of Wet Hot American Summer, the first time seeing it, where you're like, is this gonna be a horror movie? I remember thinking that the first time I watched it. The other big source of inspiration for Wet Hot was summer camp movies like Meatballs and the non-lethal parts of Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> that's for the non-lethal, that's exactly it. But I know that it was a, it was a very big factor in. If you've seen both, you'll know why. You, yeah, it's hard to explain, but if you've seen both, it's easy to understand. But also, Wet Hot American Summer, fucking hilarious. It's so good, and the series is the both series are very good. Yes, arguably the best casting job of all time. Exactly, everyone in almost everyone in this movie became famous later. And there's and they because they weren't at the time and also like even in the series like there's so many like good actors that they put in it. 
Mm-hmm. Ken Marino's character from Wet Hot is completely based off the one guy from Sleepaway Camp. Coach Tits? I think so. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Because, like, literal, like, the tits, especially. <laughs> so, uh, my recommendation is going to be a movie that I know is bad. Possibly bad optically. But this one's worse, than, much worse than Sleepaway Camp. It has less funny mo- moments. It's actually, like, more poorly made. But, deep down, I still, like, kind of enjoy it. And so that is going to be... My Bloody Valentine 3D, which is the remake of My Bloody Valentine. It's much worse in a lot of ways, but like deep down, like it's, I still like enjoy a lot of it because it's like this weird movie that you, I love movies that were 3D, but now that 3D has died out, like the moments that were obviously supposed to be 3D are still in the movie. Yeah. I love watching those in 2D. I think it's a blast. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's going to be my recommendation. Because it's kind of hard. Because there really is no movie quite like this one. No. And that's why I'm like... I'm trying to think of like... Camp movies. Or tween movies. Or... It doesn't help because I don't really know that movie. That you said. Yeah. It's got Jensen Ackles. I just want to say that I googled tween movies and Fiddler on the Roof came up. Interesting. Never thought of it like that. Might start. I don't know. This part is so hard. Because I could just keep doing like good movies that I think of when I watch this movie. Yeah, I have a lot of more good movies. It was hard for me to come up with a bad one. Since I just googled movies with plot twists. Yes. And this one came up. It is a horror movie. I'm sure people like it, but I don't. Uh, the others. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Did I, you like it? I did like it. Why don't you like uh, it? I just thought it was incredibly drawn out and boring. It is very slow. I That was going to be my thought why you didn't like it. That makes sense. And here's the fun part. I'm not going to spoil the twist because... There is a twist. Um, however, I had to watch it for that horror movie class. Yeah. That we talked about previously. And I didn't... I could not finish that movie. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do it. And I turned it off. And then in the middle of class is when I learned what the twist was. <laughs> and were I you like, oh it. shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like... Huh, that's where they were going with it. Um, so that's just a fun thing. But I didn't like it. I just think it was really drawn out and boring. So that would be my my bad movie. I did like it. It is a fun twist. Yes. So once again, I recommend something that I don't like that Quinn does. So there you go. <laughs> One of us has bad taste. Who knows which? <laughs> Probably me. Probably both. <laughs> <laughs> so, those are our recommendations. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go buy this shirt. <laughs> I've had the page open on my computer this entire time. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren's an official stan. I... I don't know why, I just want it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can follow 
us on Twitter at One Star Movies. Um, once again, this was our Patreon pick for Spookvember. Um, don't forget to check out our Patreon yeah, for a one dollar. You can vote on what movies we review. Thanks for the pick. Thanks for the pick. It was a good pick. I'm glad we picked it. I loved it. Um, and yeah, for five dollars we'll release bonus episodes, and a hundred dollars we'll stop talking about Joey King uh, until those payments cease. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Promo at me. Twitter. Okay, Quinn is Pro- at Quinn underscore Latifah. No. Underscore Quinn Latifah. I'm K buying because I'm upset. <laughs> no, it, what is it? Isn't it at underscore Quinn Latifah? I've K buyed. You can <laughs> keep going, me. but I'm gone. <laughs> Answer me. Yes. Damn it, I'm okay. weak. <laughs> K buy! Because you want the followers. <laughs> I do! <laughs> do I'm yours! Sorry. Am I gonna do my? You can't buy twice. I can't buy myself. <laughs> um, and I'm at Mullet Turnup. Uh, this has been another episode of One Star. I'm gonna go buy that T-shirt now. <laughs> K, buy. An angry K, buy.